Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, top left square, back where he is. Coming all the way live from Austin. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Rumble, young man, rumble. Boys, it feels good to be back in the lab with you. I feel like we've all just had a wild week, and uh, now it's time to get, let's get down, let's get down to business. Happy post-dated Halloween, and uh, let's ride. <laughs> all right, now they're getting the studio all set up in the center, bottom square. Here's one of the names of Matt, Tom, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted, we really need my right ear to pop. I'm hoping it happens during this recording. I'll keep everyone posted. I mean, was there a change in elevation? Were we swimming? There's a change of elevation every day based on where I work, but usually I notice it coming down the hill. This one I just kind of noticed like an hour ago, and I'm down here in the lowlands, not up in the mountains where I work, and it's just not gone away. I've been chewing gum. Uh, Cobb showed me some tricks. I've been yawning and ran it underwater. Nothing. Dude, like I'm, I'm one of those people on a plane that starts chewing gum. As soon as you start taxiing, because uh, my senior year in high school, Damatha, we flew out to St. Louis and then Chicago to play a couple games. <laughs> we got to St. Louis and same thing. Like we landed. It just it felt like it was hours before my ear would pop again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird ass sensation. I don't know exactly how it works. One thing I also tried when I was sick, it was happening a lot and I'd like blow my nose and that would reset it and tried that today no avail i thought i had a new trick ready and then yeah it's just it's been a rough go but you know it's good to see you i don't mean to complain uh it's a a hard life but i'll get through it well i mean look that is one of those things right where like your ear not popping or like i don't know even the last time i had COVID, just like when you have a sore throat like you just you take simple things like you know what i mean like not being congested sore you take things like swallowing and hearing like for granted because it just it just you do it every day and then when it's not there you're like holy crap this is miserable yeah oh my god that's how my day started off today i i don't know what okay i i got up and i wear contacts right so i throw my contacts in and i everything seems kind of off i almost feel like i'm like a little drunk or something and so i go out to our deck and i'm looking out and i'm like why is like my peripheral have like a glow on it and I was like, dude, my eyes are messed up. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I was actually about to tell my girlfriend she needs to take me to the hospital because usually that's a pretty, a pretty solid sign that there's something really bad going off with you, getting blurry vision and having a bunch of issues. So I swapped out my contacts, no change, swapped out my contacts again. I was like, maybe it's like a manufacturer's thing. Let me grab a different box, no change. And then I pull out co- my contacts a third time and I look. And there's another set of contacts in my eyes. And I was double layering my contacts. And that's what I was making it weird. <laughs> so very relatable, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we mean, all got problems, Ted. I told you. I told you before the cast, didn't I? <laughs> Dude, I had a period today where like my phone just went unlocked. And it like just like when you swipe up your finger, and I'm just like, 
I'm going to throw this thing against the wall. <laughs> what, what is going on here? That's what Steve Jobs wants you to do, man. He's watching on the eye god. Don't do it. It's just what Jobs would have wanted. <laughs> also, speaking of iPhones, I saw a meme the other day that said there's nothing more stubborn than somebody with a droid. And as a droid person, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just digging in more. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They I, I've grown to like being a droid person with with how much it bothers Apple people. It's just yeah. one of my favorite things that I don't have to work for to get joy in my own life. <laughs> you, you, got an you people phone? are a plague. You yeah, people are an absolute plague. The <laughs> iPhone people get so mad. And I did not realize this was such a big deal outside yeah. of like text threads. I'm on where everybody's like, well, you get an iPhone already. And I'm like, well, again, nobody sells me on it. Like, oh, the interface is awesome. You'll love it. This and that. They're just like, this is annoying. Yeah, you're an idiot, Ted. Get one. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Go get in line for three days tomorrow. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. All right, I got to do a little bragging. I did not see you boys this weekend, but traditionally we would all go to the same Halloween party. Yep. Reigning, defending couples costume champion of the world, the Ted Smith. Two years wow. in a row. Well, yeah. I didn't even see a photo of it. Dang, what did you what did you rock? I thought I sent one to the thread. Uh, I don't think so. Possibly Russell, Russell Dilson. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I was I, I vaguely remember seeing something, but I was like in the middle of doing something else. Wait, what's Russell Dilson? So I'm Russell. It's like Russell Wilson, right? Hang on. I'll send you guys the pictures right now. Uh, but I'm a pickle and I'm Russell Dilson. Oh, nice. And then I say, let's brine. <laughs> <laughs> let's brine. And I also added in some of my other buddy. So it was Sean's idea. He was Russert. I always say that wrong. Russert. Russert potatoes, Russet, Russet. Russet. Yeah. So he was Russert Wilson and I was Russell Dilson. So he was let's fry. I was let's fry. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That actually <laughs> reminds me. Have you guys ever seen those YouTube videos where it's someone arguing with themselves? It'll be like Jordan Peterson versus Peter Jordanson or like <laughs> Joe Rogan versus Ro Jogan. <laughs> and somebody will like splice it up since them arguing with themselves is really funny. <laughs> I'm also still laughing. The last picture I got was just the sad dude at We Were Young Festival. Yeah, that was a good one. Someone tweeted us asking for it, and I sent it to them directly because I just didn't want to make a public post like doing it. But I figured if anybody like wanted to join in on wishing that he made it to that Sunday show that I was at with me, you know, yeah, I sent it over there. So. <laughs> It is a public tweet. So if you go to twitter.com slash the podcast, you can find that photo. Gosh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Ted, nice. These costumes look great. Yeah. Right. And credit to Sean. It was his idea. But like adding the numbers to the pickle and then the back of it, I had the nameplate that said Wilson. And then the sign helps, too. And then as an added bonus, we brought a little tiny football and we tell people to go out for a pass. and We would just throw it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's all about the accessories, man. That's awesome. That's the key that makes a great costume. Oh, and there was there was a little bit of drama at the party. <laughs> right. Not in drama. a bad way, but like, right. So I went into the house where they were counting votes and they were like, you know, some of these people we don't know. Can you help? Like, I was like, all right, I'll point out who's who. 
They're like, can you help us count the votes? And I was like, well, no, I think I have a chance of winning. It's like, I can't be in here counting votes. <laughs> so then they come out, they announce the winners. And it was it was Brad and Taryn, which their costumes were awesome, right? He was the dude. She was Maud. Joe was part of them. Apparently, a couple can only be a couple, not a threesome. Joe looks really good. Oh, yeah. So that was the other thing, too, is that Sean and I all week have been messing with Joe. Like I he took a picture of uh, remember when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and he's on the mm-hmm. cover of uh, the athletic or whatever. And it's like, yeah, the players Tribune, my next chapter. So like we're hating on Joe all week. And then we're like, oh, like it was almost better that Brad and Taryn won, even though he was part of their costume, but he wasn't a winner. We were like, ah, see what happens when you leave the team, like chasing rings. Then the drama unfolded. I went to the shop and it was like, there's been a mistake. We counted the votes wrong. You guys won. And like, so now it's like me and Taryn and our friend that runs it. Right. And I'm like, dude, I don't really care. Like, it's fine. It's no big deal. But she's like, no, I feel like an idiot. We got to go outside and make this right. And I'm like, honestly, I, I give two S's like it's not a big deal. But then, of course, we walk outside, gather everybody around. They make the announcement. And then I just start screaming, rating, defending. <laughs> <laughs> undisputed (laughs) I was like well now that I see it's getting announced I guess I do care (laughs) well that's gotta feel good you know bring some hardware home put it off on the wall it is you get you get a Yeti that says champion like a little Yeti cup whoa yeah that's actually pretty cool yeah I was gonna say there's there's bonuses to actually winning there's perks send it back to get a little 2x in front of it added (laughs) Matt, that's a good call. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure she would love that. Hey, so it doesn't say two time defending champion. Is, is there a return policy or something? Grace period. Ted, I bet you could take it to that trophy place in South Lake Union and they do it in one second for you. I know. I'm just thinking that would be awesome. Like uh, this one's a defending two time champion. Uh, I actually uh, I won the cost of contest twice. I want people to know that. <laughs> you want to see these photos? I feel like they'd take pity on you at the trophy shop. Right? Like, all right, sir, just hand it over. We can engrave that one pretty quick. So my catchphrase was let's brine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Small football, pretty cool. <laughs> also, the Broncos aren't doing so hot, you know? <laughs> also, my cost. My costume was basically sponsored by Under Armour because I was just wearing like my snowboarding Under Armour tights underneath it. And like that's that Under Armour top. And I was like, I was like, you doing OK? I was like, well, I need to stay by the fire. But I was like, I'm actually pretty warm. <laughs> I was like, I got on all the cold gear. Holds up as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Right. See, that's a true champion suffering for the craft. <laughs> well, then, of course, I fell asleep and. I had taken the pickle off and I woke up the next morning, go out to the kitchen. People are already like up and fired up. It's like 1030. They're like cooking breakfast. You got to eat breakfast. Get a mimosa. And I was like, All right, everybody, hang on. It's like, I'm still in the same goddamn I was wearing last night. Like, let me just let me go change and put on a clean pair of underwear and sweatpants. I'll be back in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, Cobb, you know me in the morning. Just say, uh, h- hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. The coyote is not a morning guy. 
Unless he's still up. <laughs> Correct. When you live alone long enough, like it even sucks when I have family in town. Like when my mom comes to town, like in the mornings, like sometimes I'm just like, mom, you just you got to give me like half an hour. Like I'm just not used to somebody being here talking right away. And she's all fired up. It's like a child. They're just real excited in the morning, chatting away. It's like, hey, hang on, man. This is not my lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, look, even for the men's room, right? Like me, and Miles, the thrill are sitting there for at least two hours, you know, whatever before the show. But like, we don't talk that much before the show starts. Yeah, there's like some wrap up time, some research time. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. The morning time and like some, I don't know, some of those people had just gotten up. Have they been asleep? But everybody was real excited. And I was just like, God, ah, hang on, dude. Like, I'll be back. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Uncle Ted had a couple beers last night. <laughs> well, I will tell you this much. I clearly fell asleep in the shop and then slowly made my way indoors. And it was like, oh, it is daylight. Like, what time is it? <laughs> In the chair, not even on the couch, just shopping it. <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. Good to see everybody. And then also, I will say the one funny thing about Halloween is sometimes people wear full face makeup. And it is just tough to tell who's who. Like when you first show up, like like I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and there's like a guy sitting next to him and then finally started talking. And I was like, oh, damn, Dwayne, I didn't even know that was you, man. Like you're dressed yeah. in all black, looking like the grim. Like well, you had like a white face. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't even know who that is. I'm not going to talk to him right now. <laughs> yeah, a little creepy. That's awesome. Also, uh, as last night was actual Halloween, this morning on the walk to work, I saw a uh, slutty Freddy Krueger walking home, and I was nice. like, I like, I respect that. Like you actually went out on Halloween, but I'm like, ah, this is not the weekend. There's nobody else bouncing around. It's yeah. like. It's like 1045. I'm like, ouch. Good for her. Just taking <laughs> taking a public L. Yeah, in Capitol Hill, you don't see it as much. Belltown, you'd see walk of shames all the time. Guys and girls. I always loved it. Yeah, that's that's true. Belltown does seem like more of a hookup type neighborhood for and whatever also, reason. Why do we call it a walk of shame? That okay. Now, Ted, that is a much bigger conversation around sex shame sluttiness puritanical work ethic in the united states vilifying things that are natural you know masturbation abortion kink like that's a that's a that's a big can of worms let's tell you right now i mean it's funny like i use the term but it's like i don't know maybe we should start calling it the walk of trying maybe the walk of fame (laughs) (laughs) right matt i'm sure you've heard this story but years ago I mean, look, usually I go out Friday night, whatever, but it's like Saturday, like 9 30, 10, maybe sports are on, but I'm up like doing stuff and I'm walking out of my place in Belltown and a dude's crossing the street wearing a like, however, he's wearing a suit. He definitely had on like a tie that was like down to here and he's got an open 18 pack in one arm and a blow up doll in the other one. And like, as he passes me, I go, I don't know what you did last night, but like, it looks like fun. And he was just like, yeah, man, I was like that. Like, I was like, I guess that's a walk of shame for him. But like, good for that, dude. It's a walk of triumph. Yeah. Looking like a true American hero. Right. And that's maybe the walk of shame phrase was coined by all the guys who didn't get laid. You know? Yeah. Ooh. Right. Like, oh, look at her. She spent the night at some dude's house. Like, yeah. Don't you wish you were that dude? Yeah. 
right. incel origin story. Yeah, we could be that mistake, man. <laughs> All right, here. As long as we're on this topic, I got another one for you. Why? Why is it people to me that get the least amount of play from women? Like a make fun of them more and then B talk about sex all the time. That's a good question. Because I mean, uh, like almost any joke you can make dirty if somebody says it, but like, I feel like people that don't get laid are always like making dirty jokes and stuff. And I'm like, ah, all right. It does make sense that psychologically that that stuff would be front of mind if that's, you know, I mean, I feel like you notice something more when you're lacking it, i.e. like water. You know, if you haven't had a drop to drink in a while, I mean, that's all you're going to be thinking and talking about. So, you know, if you haven't been laid in a couple hours, you know, you're going to be feeling pretty thirsty. I'm just kidding. Yeah, a couple of months, whatever. Um, it makes sense that that would bubble over from their subconscious into their uh, conversation and, you know, like their their thoughts or whatever. I mean. Ted, you're a much better listener than I am, but I do feel like when you listen closely to someone, they give you a lot more information than they were planning to, you know, and a lot of it is stuff like that, where it's like, hmm, they've brought up sex six times. I wonder what's what's going on. Like, did him and Carol break up or, you know, must be having lots of it. (laughs) Right. That's usually my thought. Yeah. And like, I just don't meet a lot of women that are like, ah, you know, we had attracted me to him was that he kept making everything into a sex joke. Yeah. That guy had like 16 euphemisms for my vagina. The first night we were together. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, some of them are just terrible. (laughs) Like no girls ever been like, you know what I loved when he called it the honey pot. (laughs) Yeah. The muff burger really turned me on. Oh, inside of a relationship, you could make all those jokes you want or you're hooking up with a girl. But I was like, I don't know, man. I feel like if you're single and you're making all those jokes, it looks a little desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to her about a wizard sleeve is not getting her back to your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, Ted, speaking of, uh, are you doing any dating right now? Anything new? We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but just curious. <laughs> no, I am All right. not. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You know what? I feel good. Yeah. If anybody's listening to this. No, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stay strong because, I mean, we just entered no November. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we're one one day in. Dude, I... <laughs> Dude, God, I love that you said that. Okay. I just got to come clean. I forgot that no November even Guys, exists. I have to bleep these, right, Ted? Yes. We, the we word did this last year. I was very busy over a weak ass word. So, yeah. No right, November. So we, we established what it is. Well, we just, it's no, no November. The November challenge. November challenge. Okay. There you go. Yeah. The, uh, so, all right. So, um, the November challenge, I failed before it began. So I didn't really realize, but I like wake up this morning and just like, you know what? I'll, I'll catch it, catch a quick one, hop, uh, hop in the shower, hop on the internet. And I see like all these like strict rules for the, uh, the November challenge. And I'm just like, wait, what? It's like, uh, oh, dang, is that today? And like, boom, already fail. You're out, bro. <laughs> You're out. So anyway, uh, there's two of you remaining, I presume. Good luck, boys.
We could fire it up on the second. But Here's my know, question. Can we, we were, can we on the podcast? Okay. When yeah. did we well, all agree to participate in the challenge? We didn't. So as I'm saying, I just brought it up. Like, trust me, I already caught one this morning. We'll start her up tomorrow. <laughs> Boys, I mean, we can have a real talk. There's no way I'm making it to next week. I've been doing a lot of ice plunging or cold plunging at the house, and my testosterone's through the roof. I just, I, I, I got I to gotta sign off. I can't do it. <laughs> but does it only count for self stuff? Because I feel like if you're hooking up with a girl, that's different. Bro, what are the rules? You don't know my lifestyle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are the rules? Um, The six that I read, it was like you, one of the ones I thought was interesting was that you can watch pornography, but you cannot. um, Climax? You have to. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have to bleep the word climax? Um, And then obviously, you know, the other one is just no climaxing throughout the month. Um, And then there was a couple other ones. There was like, if you uh, have a nocturnal emission, that's okay. But if you have more than one, you're out. Um, That's all I remember. Huh. All right. I guess that makes sense. I always thought it was no self time. But like, if you're in a relationship or you hook up with a girl, that's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's the case. But that always feels weird because that feels like a two tiered system. You know, well, it is it doesn't feel fair. It feels like, you know, it feels like the game is rigged. Doesn't it activate some primal instincts, Cobb? I mean, doesn't it make you, you reflect on the next or get excited for the next 11 months? Well, it, you're, but what I'm saying is like, you know, you and I both have females in the house, so we're not going to get any sort of enhancement like, you know, uh, people who don't are getting. But as far as a primal a primal drive or enhancement. I mean, the cold plunge literally took my testosterone to like 780. So like I'm I'm having the opposite problem. See, and maybe it's because I'm a single dude. I'm just like, yeah, all right. That'd be hard enough. <laughs> no pun intended to not have self time. But I'm like, oh, if I catch a random chick that's down, like I'm not gonna, like the challenge is over. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But then, you know, also uh, it's kind of a weird one because you think like, OK, so. I don't, I don't know this to be true, but my speculation would be as you're not doing that, it's increasing your drive to go out and, or no, really, you're not satiating the desire to uh, be with a woman, the primal urge to procreate. And so in not doing that, likely the urge builds. I don't know if that's true, but I've done a five-day fast and my urge for food was very primal at the end. It might've been a four-day fast, but either way, I woke up and like, this sounds crazy, but you can try it yourself. I felt like I could hear further away. I felt like I could see with like greater visual acuity. Like my body kicked into like kill something and eat it mode. And it was primal boys. I could smell like three blocks away downtown. I swear to God, it was crazy. I know that sounds insane. Whatever, do your own research, but wow. So anyway, as far as the, the primal drive thing, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that making it more likely. The problem is, were you ever to have a woman fall into your trap to come back to your lair? What are you going to do? Last like 10 seconds and then she's gone and you're that's your reputation forever. You know, like, I mean, you're you're like the Hoover Dam holding back that much water. You know, the results are going to be catastrophic. Boys. Well, you know, if it's been a couple of weeks, uh, maybe it's like the first round is like batting practice. Then we'll go out and actually hit. 
<laughs> I just, Ted, all I'm saying to you is I don't know that I can come in and fire off a nine roper and then be ready to just wake back up and, and get after it. The, the people I've heard from that are Respawn like, rate. <laughs> bounce back, bounce back. Allegedly. Now, I don't know. It seemed like BS to me because, I mean, I've never made it to the you know promised land on any of these challenges we've documented a couple of my attempts on this very podcast over the years but the uh my understanding is you reach a point where you actually gain endurance and performance from it um but i think there's like a window where like that hasn't kicked in yet and so but but the word on the street is if you stick with it long enough, eventually that helps your endurance somehow. I mean, I, I actually you, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I'll tell you this, like years ago, I did like a retreat <clears throat> right for like nine days where I was eating oatmeal in the morning and then a trout for lunch and a trout for dinner. So I get Cobb's food thing after like nine or 10 days of that. I got home, and cut a watermelon in half and was just eating it. Because it was like the sweetest, most delicious thing I ever had. But part of that I didn't realize was that I couldn't. <clears throat> I'd already done like a month, but there was two more months. Right. So I went almost 90 days without any release. But you talk about primal. I started having dreams about like wrestling chicks and then it would turn into sex. And then I think eventually I just had a nocturnal one. <laughs> I was like all my dreams were about fighting and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> limbic real limbic system ass man nice <laughs> i'd wake up in the morning like why am i in a singlet no <laughs> uh dude that's awesome that's oh god <laughs> all right how about this how about just a week well it's different though you guys have girls at home they might well you could still pleasure them without pleasuring yourself gentlemen oh boys I, yeah. that, that would be god that's like challenge on god mode that's imagine watching a woman orgasm causing that orgasm and you're just supposed to just sit right there. well it's like the dude's paradox like as soon as a girl says she's about to climax well god that's really right. hot right i guess that makes two of us right? <laughs> if she says keep going then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm about to stop but wait a minute i was fine till you said that yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was at fifty percent when you said that. God, boys, it sounds like we're just living the same lives in parallel. Sometimes I love the camaraderie. All right. Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try I, this time next week. We'll see. Maybe I'll just be sitting here doing push-ups. I don't know, man. I made it a week. Just real aggressive. You know the real uh, the real come up is week four when you're doing no-handed push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy get them uh, all right let's take a break there <laughs> come back read some emails do what's batting into the cop topic all right welcome back to the podcast thanks as always to our sponsors uh i think over the weekend one of our sponsors is officially the reese's peanut butter cup fun size king size regular size it's always delicious <laughs> <laughs> Cobb, do we have some emails? Hell yeah. Good evening to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I haven't emailed in a bit, so I figured it's time. 
A couple weeks ago, I saw my favorite band, Lamb of God and Killswitch Engage, live. Uh, it was my first metal concert, and holy crap, boys, that was game-changing. Matt, if you get a chance, uh, look up uh, Fit for an Autopsy. They're really good. Um, oh, whoa, that was his first metal concert? Dang, that's crazy. Uh, I also got a beef I need to let you guys into. I started listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you want to use the name. Uh, it's called the You Betcha Podcast. Uh, but they start it a little too familiar. They say, welcome to the podcast, coldest podcast in the Midwest. I'm not cob-level smart, but sounds like copyright infringement. I've always been a glass half full. Uh, when uh, something ever happens, I usually go to the saying, well, could have been worse. Uh, Jaden. Yeah. Thoughts, boys? <clears throat> I mean, it's fine. Like, look, let's be honest. I mean, my own my own company has used some of the stuff we've used on this. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I going to get mad at some dudes in the Midwest? <laughs> and you betcha is a very Midwestern uh, phrase. That's oh, a, yeah, you betcha. That's betcha. A great name for a Midwestern podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, is. like outside of college football, I have spent no time in the Midwest. Like, I'm like, I'm going to end up in the Midwest somehow. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, man, you ever been to Milwaukee? Ted Smith's the king there. <laughs> Honestly, Ohio people are your people, Ted. I'm surprised you haven't been out there. Yeah, it's weird. I've only driven through Ohio and Ohio people aren't going to want to hear this on the way to Michigan. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's uh, Hey, Cobb, real quick. You're a college football person. So did you see Michigan and Michigan State got into a scuffle in the uh, tunnel after the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like Michigan State players were way out of line, hitting people with helmets. But I don't know, man. I always want and I get I get the argument that the coach and the team should have enough discipline. But it, it always seems like a bad idea to have to go to the same tunnel. As you can look at like the 80s and early 90s with Notre Dame because you got to come out of the same tunnel. I'm just like, it just seems like you're waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah, awful idea. That's why I like how the Longhorns do it. Down here in the Lone Star State, here's what we do, Ted. You put the other team in the opposite corner, and then you do a huge, you do a parade of all your, like, do they have so many show pieces? So they, like, roll a cannon across the field. Then they have, like, a bunch of cheerleaders. Then they have, like, a full band. Then they have an American flag. Then they have a Texas flag. Then they have a bunch of cowboys with a bull all run across the field. Then they, like, line up all the cheerleaders. Team comes running out to cap to cannons and at the same and fireworks. And at the same time, the other team, who's just in the far corner of the field, is allowed to walk across the field to their sideline. <laughs> yeah. no tunnel nothing they like come out of like a service entrance dude it's beautiful yeah i mean that's what happens at maryland right they used to come out of like the center like of that house that was there and the other team comes out on the side now they come out of like the corner in the shell and i get it if you're the other team like you want to time it out that you run out when they're doing their big production just to be like kind of an asshole but like i don't know man those old school stadiums where you go into the same tunnel i just i just feel like it's a setup for for fights I mean, that's essentially a pipe bomb, right? Like that's the whole idea with pipe bombs is that they're like, you know, you just contain all that pressure in one like tiny vessel. And it's like putting two grown pumped up college football teams into a narrow concrete tunnel seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I mean, 
forget just the players getting out of out of hand and fighting with each other. Like when you watch those videos, like I don't blame the security staff for running away. It's like you have young dudes in the prime of their fitness who are pissed off now and are fighting each other. Like, yeah, stay the hell out of there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're all bigger than you. Like it's all the biggest people from every high school in the country, basically. Right. <laughs> it's, angriest people. right. it's Michigan and Michigan state. Like all, almost all those dudes on those teams were the top guy in their league in high school. Yeah. That's like the 80 biggest, most athletic guys in the state at that moment. <laughs> you know, maybe a couple of Detroit lions would be in there and that's it. <laughs> it's like, I always say on the men's room, one thing I've learned over the years of meeting like famous people, is NFL players are always bigger than you expect. Mm-hmm, and then yes. I go, but actors are shockingly smaller. Yeah, weirdly also true. I agree with that. Yeah, musicians also tend to be a little bit tinier. But like the NFL dudes, even baseball players, like when you meet a pro athlete, you're just like, God damn. Yeah, they're specimens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sue Bird towers over me. <laughs> hey, if that's what you're into, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Ted. I uh I pulled up your face so I could uh engage with you. All right. Gentlemen, when it comes to the best Halloween candy, excluding Reese's, how are you gonna sleep on Mr. Goodbar? Easily the MVP of the Hershey's mini mix pack, plus the only chocolate slash peanut option once you exclude the almighty cup. Number two, his preference for the murder QFC is the ultimate sign that the Ted Smith belongs to the streets. Carson, the lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Ted does belong to the streets, dude. Just straight up. I love Ted. He's a sweet man, but straight up, he belongs to the streets. (laughs) And he's not wrong. Like, look, Mr. Goodbar is good. Just like when's the last time you saw a full Mr. Goodbar? I feel like it only shows up in that miniature package. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying to think of the last time I saw one. I was like, Dude, movie theaters aren't carrying many candy bars. Like, yeah, I don't even know where I'd find a mini uh, Mr. Good Bar in March. Yeah, I feel like right because you to me, I only buy that assortment of the Hershey miniatures around the holidays. Like that's yeah. where Mr. Good Bar comes out and flexes. Oh yeah, boys, can I tell you what my hitter of the season was? What's that? I uh, was getting my hair cut, and there's like a specialty candy shop next door, so I just decided to wander in. Didn't know they made these, but sour dots. Ooh, yeah! Wow. In. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Matt? Dots, friend or foe? Foe. Fair enough. Then sour dots ain't for you, bro. Yeah, I'm. Te- <laughs> I'm setting a future text to Carson, the lawyer, to send in March, and I was going to say, "Hey, dude, where can I find a Mister Good Bar this time of year?" <laughs> That'd be awesome if you could just put a time delay on your texts. I can. You can, yeah. I have an wow, Android, Android dog. dog. Yeah, Android. it's got a lot of. <laughs> oh cool my god, you what? idiots don't! So leave me alone about my texts. There I also like- jobs never wanted me to delay my texts. March March ninth, we'll go nine twenty eight a.m. Hopefully, he forgets about that. <laughs> I also like that we've done this podcast enough that I was hanging out this weekend with George, the black Republican. And now we're just chirping listeners. How we met him, right? Like you and Carson's like a buddy. Now, like we've gone so far now. It's like, let's make a plan for March to chirp Carson. I'm I'm texting him in five months, boys. It's going to be great. (laughs) Never see it coming. 
right? We're all going to forget about it. <laughs> Hello, Ted, Cobb, and Matt. I was going to ask about a controversial subject, but I decided to keep it light and stupid. Right. Uh, how do we add the Ted Smith to the notable alumni on the DeMatha Wikipedia page? Ooh, mm, that's a tough question. Ooh, I, I believe you can make edits on the page itself and then moderators will decide if it's approved based on the number of entries you've edited in the past and the quality of the edit, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, there's something weird there because like we used to have a page on uh, Wikipedia for the men's room, but then that disappeared. So like, I don't know if that affects me. No, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's back. That probably would affect your chances of being selected for the DeMatha Catholic Wikipedia page. Yeah, but I want to know who's on the DeMatha page instead of Ted. There's a lot of people on there. Okay. I feel like I might have some thoughts on some of them, or I wouldn't because I've never heard of them. <laughs> uh, his next question was, how do we add Cobb to the notable alumni of Boston College Wikipedia page? Weirdly, Stevie, I made a short, short appearance on that page, but I've since been deleted. Um, uh, for one of the Notre Dame games, uh, my friend and I were messing around and I hit some crazy beer punk shot and like 30 people witnessed it. Uh, I, oh, I got, I should note, I got kicked out of the game. First of all, um, I was kicked out of the game and sent to the drunk tank for having, um, <laughs> like little minis on me. What are those called? Airplane shots. Yeah. Something like that. There's two names for them. Airplane shots and I don't know. One of the coasts calls them something else. Oh, nips. Yeah, nips and airplane shots. So I had a bunch of those. It was, you know, in my senior year or whatever. So I got thrown in the drunk tank. Wasn't that drunk. So the drunk tank started to get really full because it's BC Notre Dame. So they were like, hey, anybody like live close by? I was like, I live 100 yards from the stadium. Let me go. And they're like, okay, you're out, kid. So they bust <laughs> me out. I go, but I can't go into the game. I have to go watch from the house. No big deal. We had a like a big tailgate at our house, so people are still there partying. Um, so I go and just I hit this crazy beer punk shot, and so somebody put me on the Wikipedia, and then like a bunch of people like contributed to it too. And so I was on there for like a good solid probably six months, and then it's since been removed. But I would love for you to add me back. Uh, how do we add Matt? to the notable alumni of KSW Wikipedia page. Miss you all. Stevie, the Packers suck this year fan. <laughs> I'm just noticing I'm on the DeMatha one now. Like they have notable alumni. They have religious arts and entertainment that involves no uh, radio guys. Cause there's a massive radio show in DC called the sports junkies. And two of those dudes are DeMatha guys. They have TV. I, maybe they pared it down. Cause honestly with DeMatha, there's probably, between the junkies and me, I bet there's upwards of eight to ten local radio personalities. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, because television only has James Brown and David Aldridge. Like, that's not even putting into effect, like, people that do local stuff. Mm. Hey, look, you know, I get some love in the red and in the, in the review and on the express. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Ponton showed up at the wake. Uh, Brendan Looney's dad was there. Like uh, Neil Murphy was there. Like I'll, I'll take those. <laughs> That's serious cloud. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, boys, we got time for a long one. Sure. All right. I'll kind of sprint through and then you guys can just answer at the end. I think it'll be easier. 
Uh, there's probably gonna be a couple targets to shoot at targets to shoot at here. Hola gents. Last week was a good one, but as a rabbit F1 fan, I've got a few thoughts. First, Ted's Aussie man crush is out. Sorry, my dude, he's gone and he's already snubbed Indy uh, saying ovals are scary and he's not interested. He has not rolled out NASCAR for 2024, though. He's saying it's F1 or nothing next year. Uh, Only Haas is interested, but he hasn't talked to them according to straight talking Gunther. Uh, Okay, this is just a ton of F1 stuff. I think he's confused because (laughs) NASCAR is mostly ovals. (laughs) IndyCar runs street races. The Indy uh, 500 is like one of the only ovals on the track on the on the uh, season. Gotcha. Um, all right. looks like we got into just sort of a bunch of uh, money stuff related to F1. Uh, the military has a weird relationship with this country. In many countries, they are the ultimate law, uh, are currently fighting a conflict within their border or the country is so small that they are ever present. This can create unease at the constant reminder of war. In the U.S., we have bases, lots and lots of them, but most are nowhere near population centers, and if they are, they're disguised. What Cobb probably saw was a trained convoy to a storage facility or ammo dump. I drove through the one between Reno and Las Vegas this summer, and I got to tell you, it's wild to see how much hardware we have squirreled away in these empty spaces of the country. That said, well, you don't uh, when you don't normally see things like choppers and jets flying over as a threat, uh, Gosh, dang, it gets the blood flowing. I regularly see the jets flying up and down the coolies out here, and it's always awesome. I had more written down, but that's way more than enough. LARP on. Scott, the friendly IT guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Scott also sent some emails to the men's room. Yeah, Scott, it was weirdly disturbing to see. Part of the disturbing part is I know how much those MRAPs cost, and to realize that that's, you know, that, that giant bill that, the or that that chunk that the IRS takes out of your check every year is going to that. It's a little a little tough to wrap my mind around. I mean, I, I definitely hear the whole superiority argument and whatever else. And you know, I don't know. I see both sides, and we are a military based economy. But God, that's a lot of cash, a lot of cash put towards killing people instead of helping people. That's my only thing. <laughs> uh, you know what's fun about this? Actually, when people email in, and we kind of get the last word. Like you can't really every, respond. Yeah. You know, that's a huge advantage in any argument. Well, actually, we have the microphones. I do feel like, though, like, right, like I obviously have friends on on different sides of political arguments. Like, but I do feel like with our listeners to the podcast specifically, like it's kind of a, a, you know, like we could sit in a bar and have this conversation, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also like freaking out. I also don't think that I mean. I take no absolutist stance. I'm not just like, oh, the military. Nothing is like all evil or all good. You know, it's like everything's kind of a shade of gray and issues are complex and dynamic. And so it's tough when they get reduced down to rhetoric, you know, and single liners. But anyway, that's what they pay. Uh, not Roger Ailes. What's the other guy? Uh, Roger Stone. Probably Roger Ailes, too. Uh, I've British- also been having a little fun. Like, I won't like I'm not going to use names. I don't want people to get all pissy, but just like all the political ads. (laughs) Like, so let's say let's say Matt's running against Cobb and it'd be like MCTP only tips 10 (laughs) percent. Right. It's like this person did this. This person did that. So me and Mike Hawk have just been going on and on like, you know, like, you know, like. Cobb doesn't even like Reese's vote for Matt. <laughs> yeah, just the political attack ads. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, up here, you don't get them all the time. There's a big Senate race. And it's all like city of Seattle's in ruins and this and that because of the senator. And it's like, ah, it's not really what senators do. You probably want to look more in the race for mayor or city council. But I get it. (laughs) And it's always like something like obscure, like he voted to cut children's lunch spending, letting your kid go hungry. It's like I my kid's fine. I don't even have a kid (laughs) to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, Cobb supports big chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, British Irish chocolate run. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. land. Oh, you betcha. Just listening to the discussion about chocolate and how it's so much nicer on my side of the pond. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about Cadbury and Nestle versus Hershey's and Mars. Uh, I've attached a photo of the selection I'm passing on to Ted whilst in Munich. Cobb, I wasn't sure if you've had a Kit Kat Chunky, but they are great, and I've included them. I have not. I've never even heard of a Kit Kat Chunky. If any of the podcast fans are in Munich, I'll be at the German Seahawks party on Saturday night. Uh, If you are going, uh, let the guys know, and I'll see you there. Stay classy and go Hawks. Ron. Yeah, me and Ron text all the time over WhatsApp. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, all right, we'll meet up Saturday at some point because I'm going with other people. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, yeah, he's got a whole he's got a whole, as he said, cachet of candy bars. I need to fly back to the U.S. <laughs> Wait, you're going to Europe? Yeah, yeah I'm going to the uh, Seahawks uh, Tampa Bay game <laughs> this weekend. Next weekend. Dude, that's awesome, man. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Wait, and wh- wh- it's in Germany? Munich. Whoa, Munich, Ted. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about two birds with one stone. This is like four uh, birds with one stone. Get to finally go to Germany. Get to see Tom Brady play. Get to see, get to watch a game in Byron Munich Stadium. Oh, das ist good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all fired up, man. Like <laughs> the people I'm going with, they were like, what is the one thing you have to do? Right. Because they have like plans. And I'm only. Kind of like London. I'm only going for a few days. I was like, look, at some point on Saturday, we need to stop in a German beer hall and get a liter of beer and like a schnitzel and schnitzel. That's what I was about to say. You got to get that only thing. Get that schnitzel. (laughs) Dude, you're going to meet some like amazing Fraulein. I guarantee it. But you're going to be caught in November and not be able to do anything. (laughs) Does that count in Germany? Oh yeah, the cal- they have calendars everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, are we good on emails? You know what? You know, I feel like as a podcast, we should give Ted a European hall pass. Matt, how do you feel about that? Quick vote. Awesome. I'm not even doing the challenge, so I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. here for my friend. You got it, Ted. All right. Ted, I don't want you catching any European beats, but you know what? You find a frow line, have at it, Haas. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I have too many jokes that aren't I shouldn't say on here. <laughs> All right, let's check out with what's Batman. Before we get to what's Batman. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out with what's Batman. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh before we get to what's Batman. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out with what's back. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was Halloween weekend, um, and you know didn't make it up for the party this year. Um, so uh, you know we uh, went to the four twenty bank because 
They had they had a band. I haven't had, heard a good reference to the 420 uh, bank in a couple of weeks. I know. I know. I've been running all over the the country. But yeah, I got to lay low this weekend, went out to Palm Springs. They were having just a Halloween party with DJ bands, um, weed, uh, you know, <laughs> it was it was pretty dope. It was pretty chill. Um Tyler went as workout Barbie. And so um, I was going to go as workout Ken, but we realized that was like way too just every single day for me, um, you know? And so I was like, I'll go as Safari Ken. And then I got my nice button up Hawaiian shirt and my cool hat that I like, which two things I also wear all the time down here, <laughs> like dressed it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like workout Ken, I would have looked too normal, but this was like, she was like, but you just look like desert Matt. Like <laughs> I was like desert Matt. That's not going to Albertsons. Cause if I'm at Albertsons, I look like workout Ken. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sound like Barbie bitch. Let me get dressed. <laughs> oh, your dress is know-it-all Barbie. Oh, wow. You really get into- <laughs> it's like Ted with those backstories every year, just method costume. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it was fun. Uh, there's this uh, band that all they covered was Zeppelin and Sabbath. Like it's always cover nice. bands down here all the time. Not, everywhere all the time but most of the time most places it's cover bands and but they're just like zeppelin and sabbath and i love those bands you know most of those songs i've heard enough times it's because i worked at KISW for so long uh but they did play sweet leaf which was not and i was like i told tyler because they had just played um war pigs and I was like, oh, now they're playing the song that I would put in the rotation instead of War Pigs every couple weeks because I didn't need to hear War Pigs again and I wanted to hear Sweet Leaf instead. Uh, so, yeah, it was a Yucca Man band. They killed it uh, from up the hill in Yucca uh, in the high desert. And then uh, we went to in and out on the way home that night, um, laid low um sunday just watched sports watch the hawks uh that was fucking a go hawks go hawks man i mean this is this is fun right this is uh yeah so it's unbelievable i mean yeah yeah i i feel like um did i tell you i bet on them while i was in vegas for just for that week just for that oh nice but like the show was a Sunday in Vegas. And so I couldn't watch the game against the chargers, but they were down. They were five point underdogs or something. And I walked up to the sports book and I was like, can I bet the Seahawks not to actually win, not to cover. And she's like, yes, you could do that. <laughs> I was like, great. I'd like to do that. <laughs> I just so know. you bet them to cover, not to win. No, I bet them to win. Oh, I was like, right. not just to cover. I want not them just to win. Cover. Okay. Or else you could keep my money. And she's like, yes, yes, we do that. Like, <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. I'd like to do that. She's like, all right, how much? And I just like reached in my pocket. And I was like, $22. And just plopped <laughs> it down. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a gangster gambler. <laughs> how much? Uh, $22. Boom. <laughs> Uh, and then I went to the festival and just had a great time. Got the Google update later on my phone. Like, yeah, we got 
45 bucks waiting for us back there in profits. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, I've been feeling good about the Hawks for a few weeks, you know. And then, yeah, this week, I mean, against the 6-1 and one Giants, it was just like, Ted, you and I bet about the Hawks season at the beginning of this um, just for the wins. Correct. Loss. Not a ton of dollars. But we were all on a Zoom call, me, you, and Sean, and we were going through the schedule trying to figure out, like, which games the Hawks could win to get to six. Right. And the one against the giants was like, Oh, we could, we could do New York. Right. And then, but we got there and they're six and one. It's like, they still won. We called it, but it was, yeah, definitely, you know, a a crazy thing with the standings, the way they were when we played them. Yeah. I bet a lot of people, not a lot, but like four people. It's like, Oh, the over under was five and a half wins. Like the the Seahawks aren't going to get six wins this year. I owe I owe four people twenty dollars. <laughs> Dad, just talking ass at the office. I love it. Yeah, I just, I just, I've never been more happy, and I keep saying this to be wrong about a team and a coach than I am with our Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Oh, so good. Yeah, and the love that we've given Pete Carroll on this podcast over the years. I mean, oh yeah, Pete at the right moment, baby. Pete at the right moment. <laughs> turns Uh, out he was the only one in the kitchen (laughs) yeah yeah dude seriously uh yeah by the way we haven't talked about this yet Cobb, you you're the only person on here that did college athletics like russell wilson doing high needs high knees on the plane while everybody else is sleeping i think at some point i would have been like hey man you need to sit down like we're trying to sleep what was happening on the way to the game or back on the way to London? He was like, yeah, I was rehabbing on the plane. I was doing high knees up and down the aisles. And I'm oh. like, dude, right from Denver. It's like here. That's like a 10 or 11 hour flight to London. Like I would have been like, dude, like we, we got to get some rest. What are you doing? He was rehabbing with high knees on a plane down Correct. the aisle. He down made aisle. sure in the quote to also say while everyone else was sleeping. like. Yep. <laughs> Oh my Don't God! Shade at your teammates for the most important ingredient of recovery, you maniac! Oh my God, that just, dude, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. That that's like, dude, what's that syndrome called where you're just like, you think you're the star of the movie always? Uh, being an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, yeah, that's just, God, man, that on any team that I've been on, that would. That would not make you a lot of friends and it would probably make you some enemies. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence or, you know, people can make their own decisions, but I, I would say that, you know, if you look back at any interviews, you know, there's not a, not a ton of inter teammate love for Russ in Seattle. So that's what I would say. Um, look, I'm all yeah. for improving yourself all the time, but at a certain point, like, are you hurting the team now? Like, just, just sit down, man. You can watch, yeah, you can like, break down film. Yeah, that's he's just the the star of his own movie at this point. It's just like, man, you know, now. Now, here's the thing I will say. If it was Pete Carroll hitting those, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. Well, he's also the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Carroll's like, let's get it done. Get that rehab, you know, be ready for the game. Because I want Pete Carroll running up and down that sideline, making some noise, getting in the ref's ear. But yeah, Russell Wilson, you got to You got to win games to be that arrogant. That's all I'm saying. Also, you see. Pete Carroll got a penalty this week for celebrating on the sideline. 
I love that. Give it to every time. I give those those yards every time. <laughs> Actually, and now that we're talking about Pete Carroll and Halloween, Cobb was with me on the infamous Pete Carroll uh, Halloween party. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I mean, her Pete Carroll was so spot on. But when we let like, again, there's two things about it. It's a woman dressed as Pete Carroll. The costume's spot on, but she's attractive. So I remember being like, is it weird that I'm attracted to Pete Carroll right now? And she works in sports radio, so she knows sports. Right. And then when we left, Pete Carroll was having a little bit of a tough time. And I was like, "Ooh, coach is kind of stuck in the kitchen. I don't know if coach is going to make it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Her Pete Carroll was so good. Dude, it's so funny that you remember that costume. I was thinking about that like three days ago. I was like, God, that's one of the best costumes I've honestly ever seen. And it wasn't just the look. It was like the movement. Like she had it all down. Oh, she that had her hands great, on her knees, like chewing yeah. gum the whole time. Yeah, I mean, was, giant thing of gum. God, it like, was I good. literally felt bad when we left. And I was like, oh, man, Pete Carroll looks like he's going through it or she's going through it. I know the whole thing's confusing, but get up, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, that was fun. <laughs> great pub <Whoa>. crawl. <laughs> All right. Well, is it about that time? Topic. Topic. All right, boys. Uh, you know, we we tend to get a little uh well, I think often about quotes that would be taken from this podcast in order to destroy any of us politically, like those political attack ads that you see. Um, so why not generate a few more? Um on this podcast, I would say, broadly speaking, we are lovers and proponents of women. I wouldn't go so far as to say feminists, but I also wouldn't go the other way so far as to say, you know, fully misogynistic. Um, but this question might be uh, we're talking about, you know, our boy, Ted, he's got his pilot wings on. He's going to Europe. He's going out there to a land of, well, milk and honey. That's that's a good thing that Matt doesn't have to bleep. Um, obviously, you know, things are done a little bit differently on, on the European continent. I mean, prostitution is legal in Germany. I know that. I know there's actually a chain. Of, of, <laughs> yeah, dude, there's actually a chain of like, uh, uh, whorehouses. That's like, like Sonic drive through. Like it's like a national chain. Um, so anyway, something to consider, um, wunderbar. But that wasn't what this cop topic was about. This cop topic is, is uh, I'm just curious to hear from the listeners. And if people are offended, you know, maybe this, this shows it for you. It's not meant to be bad. I mean, we all appreciate beauty and obviously the women are the, you know, the fairer sex. So my question is what country naturally has the most beautiful women email us email at the podcast.com. I'm just interested to hear what people say. I personally, you know, I feel like there's some countries on the map that I'm just a fan of. They just look good. So anyway, what do you got, boys? I'm ready. Go ahead, Matt. But I've this is a tough been... one on November too. Just it's a, point this that is out. a very tough question in general. Yep. Uh, but I'm gonna go. Ooh. You can go top three if you're feeling pressure. Okay, Brazil almost just snuck in there because shout out to the Reef Girls growing up in those surf magazines. Um, oh yeah. But I'm gonna go with Colombia. Um, oh, the Colombians. Yeah, is this a Shakira influenced vote? She was. I named my right hand Shakira in high school, boys. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> wow, I thought, I thought that was public knowledge thanks to this very podcast. But if not, there you go. Uh, yeah, I remember lots of November too. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's your political career ending quote for you yeah. for, for my answer already but yeah i would say um you got you got a lot of um desirable features uh in that part of the world i'm talking about asses and thighs and just you know some uh some curves right but not too much but they also just tend to run uh it, the, i've seen light skin dark skin you know they they just have the, like a lot of different complexions and i've always appreciated you know variety and uh you know they they seem to have uh a lot of the great curves um and you know yeah i've always yeah shakira was there but you know i would just say um in general i think it's a little bit less less obvious than brazil and i think um you know you you got a small you're in a smaller pond but i think the the quality you know per capita is is there i i got a quick I got to jump into the quick story about Colombia. So I've been there. I was down, down in Cartagena, went out with my friend to a nightclub. Um, and from the nightclub, you know, the drinks are pretty expensive, but you can step outside and there's like a guy with a cart who will just sell you drinks. I may have told this story on the podcast before. Um, but at some point I realized that there's a lot, lot, lot of attractive women in this club, very few guys. And the women were really feeling us. And I was like, wow, you know, I mean, maybe it's that American thing. We got the accent, you know, presumably a passport, uh, maybe it's a good situation. So I go out and, you know, in my broken Spanish, I ask the cart guy, I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? What's, uh, what's going on with this club? And he's like, Hey, what's up? How's the night going? And I was like, what, uh, how many of these girls in there are prostitutes? And I'll never forget one word answer. She looks at me, looks back at the club. So we're not looking at each other, both look, looking at the club. And she goes, Toto. <laughs> and i'm like god dang dude all of them and he's like yeah bro every one of them is a prostitute i was like oh man chupa me baby <laughs> yeah so this is a tough question first of all i think beautiful women exist all around the world oh yeah but like i like obviously i have a pension for blondes i also really enjoy the uh like the skin tone of like uh kind of like the middle east right Mm, Persian women Persian yeah but I think I'm gonna go with Brazil just because when I went and I'm gonna stunt for a second but I went to see Anderson Silva Chael Sonnen 2 in Las Vegas July 4th weekend and like Matt was talking about just like the Brazilian women there's like dark skinned middle blonde women I was just like I, I just I'd never seen that many attractive women in one place that I did at the MGM that night I was just like they're all hot yeah, and those glutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, like, I feel like every day, are, every, but the World Cup's coming up, so I'll fall in love with the Swedish team again. So, I mean, like, it, yeah, it's a tough call. That's what I was about to say. Is like, I'm, I'm Sweden all the way, followed closely <laughs> by Norway. I'm about that part of the world. I like Viking stock, boys. <laughs> the Vikings have already done the work, man. They came and pillaged Europe and took all the most beautiful women. But the most beautiful woman I've, I've ever seen in my life, uh, I will never forget her, uh, was in Spain. But yeah, I would say I would say Sweden, Norway, one, two. Well, give me a couple of weeks. I'll tell you it's Germany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too. Like I definitely have a couple of buddies, whatever city they go to. They're like, oh, they got the hottest chicks. It's like, well, you got to keep in mind you're on a front fun trip, 
right? So like you're hanging out, you're probably a little chattier with people in a bar than you normally are. I don't know. I've, I've learned over the years, like the tailgate tour. So everybody's like, Milwaukee He's like, oh, Milwaukee's a fucking blast. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was there with my brother and two of my better friends in the world. Like, maybe I don't have a realistic view of what Milwaukee day to day life is like. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we were hammered on vacation for four days. That being said, the women in Germany are beautiful. And there's a lot of European women there in general, especially in some of the major cities. So probably. I mean, uh, yeah. The only German woman I know is from Burning Man. And she's smoke show. Oh, yeah. That doctor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wow, I forgot that even existed. Gosh, it was a smoke show. All right, boys. All right, yeah. Man, get us go. out of here, dude. What are we doing? We're just reminiscing on old times. <laughs> Good luck with November. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, from CTV for com. I'm the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>